From the Indiana Daily Student in Bloomington, this is Posted, a guide to the week's top stories. Today is October 25th. I'm Haley Klesmer. And I'm Joe Schroeder. Today we'll be talking about the Bloomington Police Department's participation in Prescription Drug Take-Back Day, Halloween events to look out for this upcoming weekend, and the IU men's soccer game against Maryland today. First, we are talking with guest Gracie Barra about the shooting at the Brick House. Hello, Grace. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing well. Um, could you tell us briefly what happened at the Brick House exactly? So on October 13th, around 2 a.m., there was a BPD officer patrolling around when he heard gunshots, and he reported to the scene, and they told me that there were approximately 30 gunshots fired outside of this homecoming party being thrown at the Brick House on South Grant Street. And we ended up catching word that there were two victims in the shooting that were both transported to IU um, Health Bloomington Hospital, and one was then airlifted to Methodist in Indianapolis. Okay, and what updates are there to the story this week? So this week I was actually able to find the mother of one of the victims, the 18-year-old woman. Um, IU or the police department had not released the names of these victims yet, and I found her name on a petition and reached out to her and was able to speak with her. And um, we found out that the 18-year-old victim is Sherikis Jones, and she um, is an IU freshman here, and her mom actually had to move all of her things out of her dorm room because she was shot in the back and suffered serious injuries, um, underwent two surgeries, and is now back home after spending a week in the ICU. Um, Sherikis was here on a full-ride scholarship and was a first-generation college student and now doesn't know if she'll be returning to IU at all and will definitely not return this semester for school. And what else has happened this week? We also um, have been speaking with the tenants of the Brick House, and last week they found out from IU that they were being asked to terminate their lease. Um, Their property is an IU off-campus rental property, so IU asked them to terminate it because they said that they caused an environment in which a shooting could occur. They ended up getting that extended, but tomorrow, or Friday, the tenants will have to move out of their house that they've lived in and um, don't know where they will be living this weekend or for the rest of the year because the emergency housing options they were provided with are actually more expensive than what they're paying at the Brick House, so they really don't know where they'll end up. Okay, and I know there were some protests this week about the eviction. Will there be any more? Yeah, so they created a petition. One of the members of the Bloomington music scene and the Brick House is really integral to the Bloomington music scene as it is a venue for many of the house shows and is described as the headquarters among many people in the music scene. Um, One of the guitarists for a band in the scene created a petition last week, which now has over 3,000 signatures. And tomorrow, Friday at 9 a.m., they're going to be marching to the dean's office to present the petition and all of their goals that they hope to achieve with the petition. Okay, and do you think there's anything else our listeners should know about the story? Um, A lot of the things that have been involved with the story are, first and foremost, the victims. We're still unsure about the 23-year-old man victim, um, but we do know a lot about the developments with the IU Notify. Uh, There was no IU notification alert sent out following the shooting because IU did not see a threat because they understood that there was one vic or one shooter and that he'd already been arrested. Um, but that was not in fact the case as BPD is still looking for another shooter, at least one other shooter. So a lot of turmoil has been sort of surrounding 
whether or not IU should have issued an IU uh, notify. And there have been also protests and a lot of people speaking out on social media about having better active shooter alerts on or around campus. Okay, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Not sure what to do with an old prescription, vaping cartridge, or non-battery powered vape pen? Many Indiana state police posts, including District 33 located in Bloomington, are accepting unwanted or expired items from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Saturday. According to an Indiana State Police press release, participating locations will be accepting liquid and pill prescription medications, vape pens without battery... Oh my gosh. According to an Indiana State Police press release, participating locations will be accepting liquid and pill prescription medications, vape pens without a battery, and vape cartridges for free. Participants are anonymous and no questions will be asked. Indiana State Police partnered with the Drug Enforcement Administration for Take Back Day as a part of the DEA's 18th Nationwide Prescription Drug Take Back Initiative, according to an Indiana State Police press release. The program attempts to prevent prescription drug misuse, poisonings, and overdoses. Now that we are finally experiencing fall weather, just in time for Halloween, here are a few things to do this weekend to get in the spooky spirit. <laughs> um... Today there will okay. Today there will be the Festival of Ghost Stories. This festival has been sharing Halloween horrors in Bloomington for more than 35 years. Experienced storytellers will be narrating spooky tales in the darkness from 7 p.m. to 8:30 p.m. October 25th at Bryan Park. In the event of rain, the storytelling will take place at the Monroe County Public Library Auditorium. People can also attend Halloween Game Night tonight. Attendees can celebrate Halloween with the Game Design Student Alliance team from 5.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. October 25th at the IU Center of Excellence for Women in Technology House. Attendees can celebrate Halloween with the Game Design Student Alliance team from 5.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. October 25th at the IU Center of Excellence for Women in Technology House, located at 501 North Park Avenue. The event will provide seasonal board games and video games, and costumes are encouraged but not required. On Saturday, people can attend the Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Buskirk Chumley Theater. The Buskirk Chumley Theater will screen the cult classic film two times October 26th. Tickets for the 8 p.m. show are $15, and the midnight show tickets are $20. There will be a pre-show event and costume contest 30 minutes before each screening, hosted by drag queen and cosplayer Oriana Perrin. The costume, co the costume contest costs $5, which will be collected right before the contest. Number 10 men's... Okay. Number 10 IU men's soccer will host Rutgers on Friday in its first conference match since losing on the road against number 22 Maryland. Through 12 games, the Hoosiers are 8-2-2 two, two against the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. Both Hoosier losses came in Bloomington, while their road record is 6-0-1. Oh, IU has shut out Rutgers in the last three games and holds eight clean sheets overall. Offensively, the IU program is outscoring Rutgers 20-9, with the largest margin of victory being 5-0 in 17. Offensively, the program is outscoring Rutgers 20-9, with the largest margin of victory being 5-0 in 2017. Rutgers' highest goal tally was 4, which was the most goals IU has surrendered to a conference opponent since 2013. If frequent starters are not scoring, the Hoosier bench is deep enough to produce goals. Weeks ago, freshman forward Maloon Gumbali contributed a goal and a pair of assists against Northwestern and Penn State. Junior forward Thomas War and freshman forward Joshua Penn came off the bench and scored against Evansville. 
Additionally, freshman Trey Capsalis made his season and collegiate debut in that 5-1 win and also scored off the bench. That's it for us on today's episode of Posted. Follow us throughout the week at IDSnews.com and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at IDSnews. This week's stories were reported by Avery Williams, Reagan Walsh, Sam Bodner, and Gracie Barra. Our producer is Sam House. Our music is by Matthew Waterman. Matt Rasnick is our editor-in-chief. I'm Joe Schroeder. And I'm Haley Klesmer. Thanks for joining us.